1: Sammy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Angie Hamilton. She's the CEO of HR Chic Group, which provides leadership training, professional development, and consulting services. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. you. Yeah. So can you share your journey with us and how you got to where you are today, why you do what you do and how you establish your consulting business?
0: Absolutely. So, I actually started this journey about over 20 years ago in human resources, actually as an intern through the Enrose internship program. So, my very first job in HR was actually with Prudential Insurance. Um, I love the internship, so I continued in human resources and worked for a variety of firms and industries. I've been in healthcare, finance, accounting, service, transportation and always felt a need to be a servant leader. So I just continued in the field of human resources. Ironically, as I've been in human resources, I've actually seen some really mishaps in terms of handling uh, employees and employees actually losing their voice and actually creating good cultures where employees feel like they really belong. So that was really the basis for me to create the HR Chic Group, which is to really bring best in class practices to workplaces, not only within the United States, but across the world. I think it's important that employees have a place where they feel like they have a belonging, they feel comfortable, and they feel like they can really thrive in.
1: In walking through your journey, what are you grateful for?
0: Um, I am grateful for all of the individuals that I've encountered across the years in serving. I still am connected with a number of individuals, and I have been just so grateful to have an impact not only on their professional lives, but also their personal lives. So I think it's important for me that the work that I do is very transformational.
1: Like that. So in your opinion, what should diversity in the workplace look like?
0: Well, to me, the first thing I will tell you that it's not a check the box. And I find myself that organizations across the board are creating these diversity, equity, inclusion, or DEI initiatives. They say like, yo, we got a policy and that's it. And they forget about it. Diversity, equity, inclusion is actually the core or the foundation of your organization. It should be so much that it is ingrained, embedded, within the culture that is automatic, that employees really don't think about it because everyone is included, everyone feels like they're equitable and they feel like they can actually contribute to the company. So when we look at the diversity piece, yes, we have diversity, but is it equitable for every employee and is every employee feeling included on any decisions or any processes or projects So it's really important that those employees feel like they can contribute to the organization.
1: So what are the key components of creating an anti-racist organization?
0: I think one of the key components of creating an anti-racist organization is one to address problems because we're all human. We're going to encounter those issues within the workplace where someone may say something that is found offensive. And the part of that is actually having the accountability and taking those steps and those actions to address that behavior that's either unacceptable or not really conducive to the values of the company. So in order to create an anti-racist organization, the organization has to be committed to ensuring that they have a workplace that is free from discrimination, free from harassment, And free from any type of abuse, whether it's verbal, physical, or even mental, because we're seeing that too in terms of microaggressions.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times you see people say HR is not for the employee. It's to protect the company. And so when something like that happens, the first thing that most companies do is like, how can we protect ourselves from getting sued in this moment? Right. Right. Rather than proactively putting together some sort of response that would deal with the issue. And so that it didn't get that big.
0: And I think that HR has been viewed, I think, very negatively in the past as either like we're responsible for policing. HR is responsible for just really protecting the company. But HR is really a business partner. It is a partner between the employee as well as the company to ensure that you're carrying out the will of the company being committed to those values and really serving your customers and clients very ethically and appropriately. So I think when we talk about those issues, that yes, HR will try to protect the organization, but it's also doing so to ensure that no other employee is subjected to that type of treatment or objected to that type of behavior. I would say educated mindset about really dealing with employees because if there's an issue. I encourage employees to bring it up because if it's not brought up, no one knows about it except for that employee and whoever else it may be impacting. So it's so important if there's an issue or concern that you see that you immediately address that either with a supervisor or a member of management or human resources so that it can be handled expeditiously and in a timely manner. What are some of the new discussions
1: you've had with clients and employees, especially like the last year or so with everything that has been happening in the world and all the different events that have happened?
0: Yeah, so it's been, I would say, pretty busy. One of the main topics, probably a year ago, if you would have spoken to me, was all about COVID, how to really address dealing with COVID in the workplace and also handling remote work. But as we see companies opening back up and returning to the office, One of the main topics now is how do we handle returning to the office? How do we deal with everyone coming back to work when they've been remote for almost three years? So that's been a a major topic now and really trying to address the dynamics of returning individuals to work and also really asking them if they want to return because there are a number of individuals who prefer to work remotely
1: in what ways do you help support men in the technology industry and in their career development?
0: Yeah, so I actually try to support all employees in terms of their career development into looking at career pathing and career avenues for them to progress within their current level. For example, if someone is currently a programmer and they're looking to reach management, what are some of the traits and skills that they need in order to move to the next level? And what is the process of actually getting to that next level within the company? So looking at their development programs within their current institutions and companies, as well as what type of resources are available, whether or not it's a tuition assistance program, a type of a continuing education program. So that employee is informed and educated on, into knowing what steps are needed to move up to that next level can you share some of your
1: client success stories with us?
0: Yeah. So I've actually been consulting for over the last three years. And one of the actual success stories that I do have is an individual that I actually coach individually. This individual was at the juncture of really trying to make a decision to remain in the same field that she was in. She was actually in a finance field, but had a significant interest in social media and actually did that on the side. So Really coached that individual into looking at other opportunities with companies within that realm that would fit her actual abilities and capabilities. And she was able to secure a managerial level role as a social media manager for a tech firm. So I think that was a true success story where someone actually pivoted from an industry that they had been in for a number of years, but really explored their passions and their interests to seek something different and something new.
1: Yeah. And social media at that, when most of us- Yeah, social
0: media. Yes. (laughs) I thought that was like, that's so interesting to go from finance. I was like, who would have thought? And that was one of the concerns that this individual had. It was like, hey, I'm actually changing an entirely different industry. Will they look at me the same? Will they look at my resume? Because my resume is all finance. There's nothing on here that really relates to this. But in her off time, she actually was devoting that time in serving with other organizations where she supported that. So that actually helped her to acquire that position.
1: Yeah. Well, and a lot of people don't realize when you're a social media manager, it is all data.
0: All data, mm-hmm. all data, and
1: you work with the graphic designers, but it is all—it's all the data and the report analytics. Yes. Yeah. So it yes. does. It makes sense if you're in finance that you're actually going to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think I get a lot of people that are like super creative, and then they think, "Oh, I want to be a social media manager because I just make graphics." I'm like, "No, that's a graphic designer." Designer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that's not the manager, and it's not the community manager either. There's no a manager, so you're not on there talking to people either. You're just it's all data. So yeah, it's really interesting. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey?
0: I think what's gotten me this far in my career, is just my, I think my, commit, my actually mission of really serving and helping others. I think I've started that from the beginning of my career and it's transitioned to every role in every position that I ever had. And so I think that has what, has gotten me to the level where I am now and where I am in the place of my career.
1: So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first
0: started out, what would it be? If there was one piece of advice when I first started out and human resources is always to be true to myself. I think when I first started in my career, I didn't have any knowledge and I looked to leaders for everything. And it's so important to have that I would say that determination and willpower to really believe in yourself and believe in your abilities, even as you're progressing along your career path.
1: People that are listening that would love to work with you. What's the best way to contact you?
0: Absolutely. So I'm active on social media and you can reach me on Instagram at HR Group, which is H-R-C-I-Q-E Group. You can also reach me on LinkedIn and Facebook. And you can also follow us on our website on www.hrchicgroup.com.
1: Perfect. I'll put all those links down below. Angie, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise.
0: Oh, you're very welcome.
1: Yes. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit accalltothrive.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a